0: Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about why some runners should never pay for advice. Now before we get started in this episode, if you're confused and you're not sure exactly what's wrong with you or what you can do, I actually did something recently. It was a presentation that we had called 12 Steps for the people that actually couldn't show up for one reason or another. So we will have those available. If you wanna get it, you can go to docontherun.com 12 steps and you should be able to access it there if it's still live whenever you're listening to this. That's one thing that might be really useful for you if you are confused. So let's cue up the theme song and then we'll get right into the episode. In this episode, we're talking about why some runners should never, ever pay for advice. And this is probably an episode that we can all learn something from. You know, many, many years ago, when I first started a medical practice, I had to hire business attorneys and healthcare attorneys and attorneys and accountants and all these people that cost a lot of money, some of them more than $500 an hour. And so when I did that, I actually decided then and there, That I would never, ever pay somebody more than $500 per hour for advice and not do what they say. Because obviously, if I go see someone that knows a whole lot of stuff I don't know, and I'm paying for them for their advice, but I don't follow their advice, well, that makes me an idiot. So I decided then and there that not only would I not follow the advice that costs $500 an hour, I figure if I'm paying for the advice at all, I'm going to do what they say. And for the most part, when I listen to podcasts about health-related things, when I'm actually looking for information, a way that I can change some of the things that I do personally in my own training routine, my own nutrition routine, all of that, whether I think about it or not, I'm paying for that time because I spend my time actually listening to those podcasts and I have a very, very busy schedule. So... I don't really listen to things that make sense to me and then just not do them. Sometimes I listen to podcasts and I stop listening to them because what they're saying makes no sense at all to me. So I really do think it's important that you think about what you really need to do, particularly when you get an injury and you're trying to get back to training. I mean, every day I talk to injured runners who ask me to help them recover faster so they can run sooner, not because they just wanna stop wearing the boot, not because they just wanna stop going to the doctor, but they wanna run. Some runners call me for a one-time, one-hour consultation and that's fine. They get all the information they need, they know what to do going forward, they know how to make decisions and they move on and that's great. Some runners actually call me and they hire me to literally coach them day by day for a full month. Now, that costs a lot, but I do give them my cell phone number and they can call me whenever they want during that entire time to get whatever advice they want and whatever questions they want whenever they happen. Now, a lot of other people just don't wanna spend that kind of money or frankly, that kind of time talking to me. And so what they do is they simply join a coaching group where they can get advice for an entire month, four weeks straight, where they join group webcam calls, where we have injured runners asking questions every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for four weeks in a row. And so that way they can go through this period where they're making a lot of changes, starting to run again, figuring out what to do to make sure they don't get re-injured. And in those sessions, recovering runners get to pick my brain to see what they might be able to do to recover faster and get back on course sooner. Obviously, they're blocking their calendars, they're taking time out of their schedules just to come on these sessions, and actually have this forum where we can discuss all these things, and they can figure out a faster path. And what may surprise you is that most of the time I ask them questions to see where they are and what they have done since the last call. So I give homework assignments during these things. I tell them this is what you need to do, and it's never yes or no. You should run. It is always you should do this and then that. If this is the case, or if that is the case, you should do this and that. So here are some of the real questions I actually asked some of these runners recently. Did you write down how much pain you had in your Achilles tendon? after you ran yesterday answer no did you write down how much it hurt when you pressed on the stress fracture the way i showed you no did you do the three tests i showed you how to do to see if you were ready to run or not no did you have any pain in your achilles after you ran yesterday no did you modify your running shoe to shift forces away from the fascia like i showed you no. Did you do stretches today that I showed you on Monday? No. Did you watch the test run video before you did your first test run on Wednesday? No. Did you start the fracture boot escape plan exercises on Friday? No. Did you do them on Saturday? No. How about Sunday? Well, at this point, I'm guessing you can um, you can come up with the answer on your own. The answer was no, over and over and over. I asked these people, I said, well, why didn't you do this? I mean, honestly, why did you call me? Like, if, if you hired a coach, if you hired a professional coach and you paid them a couple of thousand dollars to coach you to a marathon, to getting all the way through all the training. And they said, okay, I want you to go out today and I want you to do a mile as fast as you can go so we can assess your fitness. And then the next day say, all right, how did it go? Well, I really didn't see how that fit into things. I didn't really think it was going to help. So I I didn't do that. Instead, you know, I went and did the three mile run that I usually do in the afternoons. Like the coach would kill you and you would feel like a moron. But I don't understand why it is that people are literally paying for my advice sometimes. And then they just say, well, I didn't do that. You know, it doesn't, I don't really think it matters if I check. Well, okay, if it doesn't check and I'm telling you that that's how I do it. What do you want me to do? You want me to do it your way? I don't know your way. I know my way. I know what works with runners. I know what gets elite athletes back to running quicker. I know it helps people actually push those timelines, get through events when they have stress fractures, continue to run when they have plantar fasciitis. That's what I know how to do. But I can't do that if we're not on the same team. You've got to be on the team with your coach, with your doctor, all of that. The real point here is that the most successful runners, the ones who actually do the best are very coachable. They listen and they do, and they improve as a result of those two very specific steps. They listen to the advice They act on the advice. They do not sit around and wonder and ask people on Facebook whether or not it's good advice. They do what they're supposed to do that they actually have gotten as advice that they know logically should get them moving forward. The Runners who get injured and take forever and a day to actually get back to running, well, those are the ones that are also never as fast as they used to be once they finally get back to running after months or maybe even a year off of running. Well, those are the ones who ask lots of questions. They seem to ask more questions and take less action. So, Decide which group you're going to fit into. It's all up to you. You know, what do you do is all up to you. What I tell you to do is up to me, but what you do is actually up to you. So do something, take action, stop asking questions and pick a course, get on it, get moving and then get back to running.